five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Off. Hour. We, we, we have a liftoff. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Holy Half Hour. It's your old pal, Kieran. And I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Mr. Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, old pal. I feel like it's been a, a little while since you introduced yourself as our old pal. Feels nice. Feels like putting on a, a familiar jumper, Kieran. Yeah, well, you know, I like to give the people what they want. And uh, what they want, according to our focus groups, is for me to refer to myself as their old pal. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> it's, it's that warm, familiar feeling that everybody likes from a podcast, I think. So, hey, it's me, your old Absolutely. pal. How are you? Great. Yeah, good, thanks. See, we're having a bit of back and forth now with the audience. Which, uh, it's very friendly <laughs> and comfortable. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm now worried that... Uh, our audience exists entirely in your own mind and uh, well, since you can have a conversation with our audience out loud to yourself it makes me a bit nervous what have we been doing all these months i think that's uh, making this podcast it, if it's just for you it's probably close to being true at this point uh that the, <laughs> the audience exists no, entirely mind. no i'm joking i'm joking we have a wonderful <laughs> um faithful listener base and it's it's grown a wee bit actually a tiny bit mm-hmm. i think perhaps in in recent weeks so welcome folks um, we appreciate all of you listening. Michael, uh, I've got a wee question for you at the top of the show because I've been thinking about this lately. I've been getting back into um, a bit of some listening to some novels in the car because I'm driving a lot these days. Mm. And I was thinking, if I were to write a novel, what would it be about? You know, because it's good to have like an elevator pitch, isn't it, for your novel? Can you sort of summarize yeah. in a few few lines what your what your story is about? So mm-hmm. here's my attempt. Basically, uh, my novel is set in a dystopian future, obviously, because <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what other kind of future is there? And uh, basically, <laughs> like, you know how everybody's uh, trying not to... You're trying, we're trying to reduce the, our reliance on, like, single-use plastics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, in this future, Michael, shocking twist, there's, like... We can't make plastic anymore because there's no oil left. So suddenly, mm. plastic is like the most valuable thing on the planet. And people are like fighting for it and like trawling it out of the ocean. And basically, basically, it's pirates. It's Waterworld mm. pirates. <laughs> it's Waterworld slash Mad Max. <laughs> it's it's Waterworld slash Mad Max, but everybody's looking for plastic. So that, <laughs> that's my brilliant idea. Uh, what do you think? And have you ever have you ever come up with a concept for a book? It's good. Uh, I like it. I feel like it's maybe more of a screenplay <laughs> being made into a movie um, than yeah. a book. But um, um, yeah, I've got loads of loads of great novel ideas, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Just haven't written any of them out. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I want to give give. I don't know if I, if I want to put them out into the ether and give everyone my great ideas. Yeah. You the know? thing about my ideas, it's so good. Mm. And so multi-layered <laughs> that it would be impossible <laughs> to copy <laughs> in my inimitable style, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. The, that's why I'm comfortable with sharing it because I know that mm. no one will have thought about all of the different various layers <laughs> that I've thought about. 
So, I mean, it's, I've never heard of what, what, I mean, what, what did you say? Dystopia? Yeah, that's I've right. I, that I said word, Dystopia, so. Waterworld, Mad Max. <laughs> I threw out loads of original <laughs> ideas, you know. So, all right, here's one for you, Kieran. Okay. And uh, seeing as I'm never going to write it, you know how some people die young. Yeah. And you know how... I'm, like, not, I'm not laughing at that, listeners. I'm not laughing at the idea that people <laughs> die young. I'm just uh, laughing at whatever's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> I have this idea of a kind of science fiction um, short story or story where people only die when they actually complete all the tasks that were preordained for them to complete, mm. but they don't know what those tasks are. And they don't know at which speed they're completing them. And some people have long lists and some people have short lists. Wow. And so the reason that people die young is because they've finished all the things they were put on earth to do. But then, dun, 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 uh-huh. someone discovers the source, the book, like the book of life almost, where all of this is written down and they find their own list of things. And, um, and therefore they can have, live forever provided that they don't complete the things that they are put on earth they to do. never finish but the list obviously the longer they live the harder it becomes to not complete the list uh-huh so um but also you know there's there's an inherent power at containing all the information on every other person who's lived and plot ensues from there i imagine that's as far as the premise goes mate what do you think that's actually a brilliant idea <laughs> Let me just <laughs> let me just grab a pen for a second. No, really, I, I think that's uh, that's really cool, man. And then, like, yeah, because that would raise like some interesting choices. Like, you would have to not do at least one of the things on your list, but you then you'd have to choose which mm. one it is. So, is it like, well, I'm I'm gonna live for ever, but I can never marry, or I can never do this thing I'm really passionate about, or whatever. So, that's an interesting yeah. interesting tension there. I like that, man. I like it a lot. All right, well, there you go. Someone out there will write that, and uh, I demand some percentage of royalty. <laughs> well, you know, now I feel like we should remove this section from the podcast because these ideas are too <laughs> valuable. So let's pretend we never had this conversation and uh, get into the show. It sounds good. Nice one. Here we go. <laughs> Plant was mighty thirsty, and it took me eye. Daddy, why do you have an iPad? Well, Michael, during our brief hiatus the other week where we took a week off, I realised how much I have missed your quizzes. And then when we came back, <laughs> and I was absolutely <laughs> obliterated by the, the that quiz that week. It was my worst performance ever, folks. Oh, complete quiz. It was absolutely shambolic. Um, on my part, <laughs> and I was deeply, deeply ashamed and embarrassed. I went away. I, uh, you know, I went on a uh, a quest to find myself again, and <laughs> vision quest. <laughs> a vision quest. And I went back for another quiz. So, uh, what have you got for me, Michael? I mean, to be fair, it was a Google autocomplete quiz, which is. It's quite difficult, really. I'm sure the listeners out there will realize because they would have played along in like 
hey, any, like, this could be literally anything, guess an answer. That's, that's difficult. So um, I've leaned into another quiz which has, you know, definite answers again. So I don't know if it'll be easy or not, but uh, we'll see. Uh, last week, we did first lines of Bible books, Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave you a verse. It was the first verse of the first chapter of a book of the Bible, and you had to guess which book of the Bible it was, and you did well. You beat that quiz. And, uh, well, Kieran, can you guess what this week's quiz is? Is it by any chance the last line of books of the Bible? <laughs> exactly. Uh, nice. Exactly right. It's the last <laughs> verse of the books of the Bible. I'm going to give you the last verse of a book of the Bible, and you've just got to tell me which book it is. Okay. Just like last week, you've got two lifelines you can choose from. You can ask for which testament it's in, which I guess is not really that useful because you never used it. Or you can ask for the previous verse, uh, the verse that just comes before it. Right, right. So here's an example. Um, if I said to you, this is the last line of a book of the Bible, Kieran. And so Job died an old man and full of years. Uh, then you would guess which book that's from, Kieran. Which book of the Bible do you think that's from? It's from Jeremiah, I mean, Job. <laughs> Correct. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Job 42.17. So it goes like that. And there's six again, and they increase in difficulty as we go. Mm, so okay. see how we get on. So that wasn't one, but here is your first. Are you ready for it, my friend? I'm ready. All right, here we go. So Joseph died at the age <laughs> of 110. And after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's Old Testament, of course. And I believe mm-hmm. it's that uh, that classic uh, classic book, <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> when you delay like that, you classic, classic <laughs> book. I'm like, it makes me more nervous. <laughs> well, I'm just stalling <laughs> because I don't know. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that classic book, um, The Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here is question number two. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. <sighs> Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Yeah, I'm, Remember, you've got lifelines as well. I'm almost certain I know what it is. Can I have the line before, please? Yes, the previous verse is, Charm is deceptive. And beauty is fleeting, ah. but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Yeah, it's Proverbs. Way well done. Nice. Was that what you thought it was before you got the second, the previous verse? Yeah, I was almost certain that there was that. The reason I hesitated is because I just wasn't sure how Song of Songs ends, and I thought mm, mm. maybe Michael would try and trip me up here with a clever, clever, you know. Uh, similar similarity majiggy you know what the word i'm looking for i don't know what it is but you know um oh i know (laughs) but yeah that was proverbs 31 31 here's question number three jesus did many other things as well if every one of them were written down i suppose that even the whole world would not have enough room for the books that it would be written (sighs) 
Yeah, again, I'm almost certain that I know what this is. Uh, how many lifelines do I get in this game? Um, have I already used that one? you're doing well and you've got the first two right. I'm going to say you get... You can use two more previous verses. So I'm going to give you three Ooh. previous verses. And let's just nice. imagine that you can have infinite which testament it is because you're never going to use that one because you're going to know. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Well, okay, just, just to see if it helps. I think I know what it is, but if you could give me the verse before, that would be great. Okay, this is the verse before. I'm going to also read that verse again after it because I might have not read it very well. Sure. This is a disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. Mm. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Yeah, it's John. Hey. hey. Yes, John twenty-one twenty-five is the last verse. Of it's, John. When you hear a okay. verse like that that's very famous, but you hear it in isolation, you do second guess yourself and you think, do I? Am I sure yeah, I definitely. know which gospel that's from? Yeah, so, but apparently yeah. I do know in this case. <laughs> it's difficult all of these are really hard because you know even though we read the bible regularly we don't make mental notes always of being like this mm. is this book yeah. You know, yeah all the time um okay so here's question number four you've already got three out of six right so you can at worst draw this quiz but these are getting more difficult now and you've only got one more previous first lifeline the grace of the lord jesus christ be with god's people Amen. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, I'm going to have to use that lifeline because based on that, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, you could probably guess which testament it's in, though. <laughs> True. Um, okay, the previous verse is this. And this is your last previous verse lifeline. Mm -hmm. He who testifies to these things says... Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with God's people. Amen. Oh, is it Revelation? Hey. <laughs> nice. It is Revelation. It's how the Bible finishes. Kieran. The grace oh. of the Lord Jesus Christ be with God's people. Amen. Revelation twenty two twenty one. Well... I guess that was a wise use of your lifeline because you got two questions left and these ones are the tricky ones, but you've technically already beat the quiz. Mm, okay. Shocking. Here's question number five. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Well, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm almost certain that's the New Testament. Uh, but, you know, actually, okay. yeah, go on then. I'll have the lifeline just in case. Tell me. This is the Old Testament. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> huh, I shouldn't have been so, uh, so you know, sure of myself there. Um, <laughs> I'll repeat the verse for you. Please. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. I mean, it sounds like it could be the wis wisdom book, mm -hmm. possibly, because of that phrasing. And we know it's not Proverbs. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of want to say Ecclesiastes, so I'm going to go with that, but I'm really not that confident. 
All right, let's take a look and see. Oh, nice. Hey, well done. Yeah, it's Ecclesiastes 12, 14. Great work. Fantastic book. The one previous of my favorites. verse before that, which would have been... Oh, sorry, what did you say? I said it's a great book, one of my favorites. Although I, I've not memorized right. how it ends. <laughs> so that was definitely a bit of a <laughs> shot in the dark. <laughs> well, it was an educated guess. Paid off. The previous verse was, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear mm. God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. It goes on, for God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So I thought if you had still got on a previous verse, that would have given you Ecclesiastes when it kind of tells you the... Yeah, yeah. The, it's a uh, classic line. of all mankind part. The, the second last verse right. of Ecclesiastes is a belter. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's a belter. Obviously. Absolutely. Well, of course. And as we learned last week, you know, the verses and chapters just came around in the 13th century anyway, so... Mm. So, here is the final question. This distance all around will be 18,000 cubits, and the name of the city from that time on will be The Lord is There. I mean, it's it's Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what could this be? A book that ends with... Well, see, this this sounds kind of like a prophetic vision type thing, or... It's, you know, like your Pentateuch uh, blueprints for various what do you th- <laughs> holy If you had to guess, though, objects. like if I said to you, I regretted last week not saying to you, when you guessed John instead of Hebrews, mm. I was like, but, but Kieran knows what John starts with. Yeah. I was going to say to you, forget what you know about this quiz and just if you had to say what was the first verse of John, you would say... In the beginning was the word. Yeah. And the word was God and the word is with God. So forget what you know about this quiz. Uh-huh. With Pentateuch books, what how do you think? How do you imagine they would end? Uh not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I'm not checked, but I feel in my heart that most of them would will end with like Moses wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so I feel like maybe it's like uh, a, a vision from like, I don't remember how Isaiah or um, Ezekiel end, but I want to say maybe mm-hmm. Ezekiel. I don't know. But uh, that's all I've got. And uh, listening to me hesitate for minutes at a time isn't good. Uh, it's not good radio. So I'm just going to say it's <laughs> Ezekiel. All right, let's take a look and see. Oh, Whee! nice. There we it go. Ezekiel. Wow, clean sweep. That's crazy. <laughs> Ezekiel 48.35. I didn't do Isaiah because Isaiah ends in a pretty brutal last verse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Decided to go with Ezekiel instead. Okay. Well, Kieran, ah. you've, you've certainly redeemed yourself this week. <laughs> yes, I'll be sure to get very prideful uh, for, for next week's <laughs> quiz, you know. I cannot fail. That would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> but that was great, man. I, not just because I got all the questions right, but I did really enjoy that quiz, as I always do. So thank you. You're welcome. Ooh, unlikely worship song. 
Well, Michael, it's time for our unlikely worship song. And, uh, you know, as we record this, it is the end of November. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're getting very close to the Christmas season, of course. Um, That's right. But this Sunday, as we record, is the first Sunday of Advent, I believe. So Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But as you wander the streets of London town, Michael, I'm sure you've noticed that mm. um, a lot of people seem to think it's Christmas already. Uh, specifically <laughs> in shops and shopping centers. So, and that's mm. always a thing that's, you know, bugged me a little bit. So I thought, well, why not use <laughs> this slot I have on the podcast to to complain about that? So that is <laughs> <laughs> that is what this unlikely worship song is about. So it's kind of vaguely Christian in the sense that it mentions mm. Christmas. But uh, have have a listen <laughs> to this and see. But in uh, many ways, it's the antithesis of the yeah, Christian spirit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in many ways, it is just you know more of uh, my uh, strange ramblings set to music, <laughs> as listeners have come to expect. So ha- have a have a listen, and uh, I would love to know what you think of this. <laughs> All right, I'm looking forward to it already. Let's give it a listen. Walking through the shopping mall mid-November Wandering at all the sights and sounds Presently I walk around a corner (gasps) What's that monstrous thing on the ground? It's a Christmas tree but it's far too early Branches raised defiantly Mr. Tree, what's the point of this disturbance? Money, my dear boy, can't you see? Money, my dear boy, can't you see? Santa, please help us. The true meaning of Christmas has been lost. Oh, Santa, remind the world of what this season means. When you saved the Easter Bunny from the Tooth Fairy. Look, Santa's here. Santa, remind the world they used to know ya. Quiet boy, now I work for Coca-Cola. It's a Christmas tree, but it's far too early. Branches raised defiantly. Mr. Tree, what's the point of this disturbance? Money, my dear boy, can't you see? Money, my dear boy, can't you see? So there you go. You've turned into a grumpy old man. I have, yes. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> I, I, I've I've probably been that way for a long, a long time. Probably born that way, to be honest. <laughs> but but came out a grumpy old. Man. Yeah, exactly. But there you go. Is a little uh, you know rant about uh, the evils of capitalism and all that, and uh, you know how uh, they don't make them like they used to. And when I was a lad, you know, it was uphill both ways. And etc. So, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know about you, Kieran, but kids these days don't know they're born. So. <laughs> With all of their YouTubes and their Facebooks, which I hear young people spend a lot of time on Facebook. Let's get a say, oh my God, Kieran. Because uh, I'm really with it. I'm worried. The kids still say with it. 
No. <laughs> no, they don't. They say they say cool. <laughs> cool. <yeah>. And hip. <laughs> Am I so out of touch? <laughs> no. It's the children who are wrong. Classic. <laughs> classic line from The Simpsons. Absolutely. Kieran, if you just stay exactly where you think what you think kids are doing and what you think kids are saying, then eventually it'll come back around to being true. Yeah. Because uh you know, all these trends are cyclical anyway. So eventually they'll be saying with it again, I'm sure. That's true, yeah. Well, I think I feel like we're already into the sort of, um, you know, aping the 90s in popular culture. So, you know, soon it'll oh, be the yeah, 2000s yeah. again. And uh, we yeah. can say that we like... Especially in fashion. We, that we liked Linkin Park the first time. It was cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, good time. Man, if new mail comes back, <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. Man, I, I am also... <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of slightly dreading new mail coming back. I've been thinking yeah. about that. Is that going to make a resurgence? We'll see. Yeah, if we can just if we could skip that one thing from the early two thousands, that'd be okay. With that. I don't know, man. I feel like the world needs another Papa Roach, unless they're still going. Um, in which case, you know, uh, hats off to them for <laughs> making it this far. Now they're Grandpapa Roach. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, but. Uh, on uh yeah uh i liked your song thanks man thanks papa michael i enjoyed making it i hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as i enjoyed making it next week's is better Uh. (laughs) 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 bye-bye the top, top 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 three 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 well, it's time, folks, for another top three, and uh, I'm very excited about this. If you are new to the show, top three is the segment where Michael gives me three pairs of words from the Bible, and I have to f- figure out which one is the most common of the two, and points are awarded Based on, and I should have, I'm just sort of rambling on with this explanation, Michael. How do you think that was? Do you think that was good? Is that a fair summation of what the top three is? Um, I think it's really hard to actually describe the top three now since I changed the format. Because <laughs> you've got three pairs of words, but it's also, it's just between the two. It's like too many numbers and it's confusing. Okay. I haven't struck on a good way of describing it yet, personally, Kieran. Mm. But yeah, basically, I've searched the Bible for some unusual words, and Kieran has to tell me which one is in it more often. Mm-hmm. And uh, those unusual words happen to be in three pairs. Nice. Well, the important thing is that it's um, fun. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. However, now that we're doing animal, vegetable, mineral pairs, all of these words on average, are not in the Bible that much. So it's become a wee bit trickier, hasn't it? It has. Well, I uh, famously, I think I got them all wrong last time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was trickier. Yeah, first time that's happened. But I think you'll be okay this time. We'll see, we'll see. But I think you'll be all right. So, here's your animal pair, Kieran. And I had to do it sooner or later. You've made such... I mean, you've made your career out of these two animals. So I thought... I should put them in, seeing as uh, I'll give you a chance, because you'll be so familiar. So, which of these appears in more verses in the NIV Leviathan, 
or Bayama. <laughs> oh, man. Leviathan. <laughs> well, or I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I haven't done a Bayamoth song yet, which is a missed opportunity. Um, Any week now. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man, that's tough. Uh, I can think of more mentions of Leviathan than Bayamoth, so I'm going to say it's Leviathan, but I really don't know. All right, let's check it out. Nice. Hey. It's yes. good old Leviathan. Leviathan. Leviathan is the correct answer. Um, in NIV, it appears fi- in five verses, and Behemoth just in one verse. Uh-huh. Poor Behemoth. So there you go. Poor Behemoth. Poor He's little cu- cuddly Behemoth. <laughs> we assume. Yeah. Um, okay, here's your vegetable, or uh, as we've discussed in previous weeks, now it's just food words. Um, so, garlic or mustard? Mmm, wow, okay. I think garlic, probably. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think probably garlic. I with garlic. I, yeah, I don't know garlic. why. I can't think of any specific places where garlic is mentioned, but I feel like because it's, uh, <laughs> at least to me, it's a sort of fairly everyday yeah. food stuff. You use garlic more uh, than you uh, use mustard, so. Yeah, well, exactly. Whether, <laughs> surely, surely the Bible does too. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, so yeah. w- whether or not that's <laughs> reflects in any way the life of, uh, you know, the Old Testament Hebrews, we'll find out. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say garlic. Uh, well, let's, let's take a look if they ate as much Italian based cuisine as we do. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. Garlic uh, appears in just one verse wow. in the IV, whereas mustard appears in seven. Really? Ah, okay. So yeah, there you go. Interestingly, Kieran, <laughs> Numbers eleven five. Remember it, mm-hmm. because Numbers eleven five says this: We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also, the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. Huh. Numbers eleven five. Wow. And Numbers eleven five in the NIV at least happens to be the only place where cucumbers, melons, leeks, <laughs> onions, and garlic are mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> wow, okay. So apparently Egypt had a monopoly on those things. You, yeah, could, you couldn't get them anywhere else. <laughs> nope. Um, so it's one, one, Kieran, all to play for as we go to mineral. Okay. And this week's mineral are, or minerals are, iron or bronze. <sighs> Surely bronze. It's got to be bronze. I mean, wasn't the Old Testament, you know, written in the bronze age effectively <laughs> was it wasn't uh, the old testament written on bronze tablets well, yeah, wasn't it? bronze pens <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it written with a bronze bronze, bronze pen, pen. <laughs> that's literally what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> wasn't goliath a bronze a medalist bronze spear thrower <laughs> yeah. um I think I think it's bronze. <laughs> In case that wasn't clear before, I'm going with bronze. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. Yes! <laughs> it is indeed bronze. Iron appears in 87 verses and bronze in 139. Nice. 
Well, Kieran, you beat both quizzes this week. First time in a while you beat them both. How does it feel? Well, you know, it feels good, Michael, to be clawing my way back to the top um, after my humiliating tumble uh, over the last few weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's it's it feels good. It feels good. Good. Well, well done. I'm impressed and slightly disappointed. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have your chance again, my friend. I'll slip up eventually. <laughs> I'll get you, Kieran. <laughs> you haven't heard the last of me. Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kieran. With some Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kieran. With some Bible facts. Folks, it's time for our Bible fact. And this week, if you're if you're a long-time listener to the show, you'll know that we've had a few conversations about this book over the last few months. Uh, and uh, and I'm really excited for this. And I know it's a favorite book of yours, Michael. Um, oh, yes. So uh, how about you uh, introduce it for us? <laughs> I will. This week we're talking about Philemon, Kieran. And I'm really excited. I, I really, nice. I'm excited for two reasons. Number one, I love Philemon, uh, 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 and I love a lot of the Bible. But number two, also, listen to this. Can you hear this, Kieran? You have to listen carefully. Did you hear the sound of that? It was that pages of a book. Pages of my new Bible. Ah. Nice. This week. Ah, uh, sweet. Treated myself to a new study Bible, <laughs> um, which I'm really excited about. And uh, and I'm going to read some Philemon from this new shiny Bible, mm -hmm. which I've already been digging into, and it's so great. Um, anyway, don't get me started. But Philemon, well, why is it so great? Well, it's short. That's always good. <laughs> it's only got one chapter. That's true. Um but it's an incredible uh, microcosm of uh, God's grace through Jesus. It's exactly kind of a working out, a practical working out of the gospel, of the fact that because God sent Jesus to live a perfect life, to die for our sins, for the wrong things we've done, to pay the price, to reconcile us to God, to bring us back to God, that we can live a very different life in a very countercultural way, in a way that changes the world. And it has changed the world because one third of the world's population believes in Jesus and lives their life for him. And um, gosh, but do, does one third of the world's population live like Paul challenges Philemon to live in this book? Hmm, I don't know. I'm not sure I always do. Mm. So where are we? Well, Philemon is the recipient of this letter from Paul, the Apostle Paul. Um, Paul is in prison at the time of writing, probably in house arrest, actually, rather than in prison. Um, he's probably in Colossian, in Colossae, sorry, uh, which is also where Philemon is. Um, and interestingly, here's a mini Bible fact. Uh, Philemon was probably the person... At, uh, at whose house the Colossian church met. 
Kieran. So um, okay, Philemon was probably an elder in the Colossian church and actually like hosted the church because back then churches didn't really meet in church buildings. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they met in homes. Hmm. Uh, so probably Philemon's home was the, the host of the Colossian church. And it's a really short letter. Paul is trying to convince Philemon to forgive his runaway slave Onesimus. And not only to forgive him, but to accept him as a brother uh, in the faith. Because when Paul was in Rome, Onesimus met him there and he converted to Christianity. Or, uh, you know, he he heard Paul preach and uh, his life was changed. So I thought, since it's so short, Kieran, I could just read it out. <laughs> and um, nice. And then we could talk about it a sure. little bit. It's almost like a Bible study. So yeah, I'm just going to read Philemon from the NIV version, if you're reading along at home. It says this, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. That's who's writing the letter. To Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker. Also to Aphia, our sister, and Arachippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement, because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, Although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son, Anisimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favor you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So, if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one thing more. Prepare a guest room for me, because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So, that's mm. Philemon. Short letter. Yeah. But it's an absolute bomb mm -hmm. shell. Um... So a couple of things. I mean, there's so much in there. I could speak for 10 hours about it, but I won't. Um, like I say, Philemon's going to the Colossian church. Well, um, he's hosting the Colossian church. 
and the letter to the Colossians is written about the same time. And that brings a new context to some of the passages in Colossians, like Colossians 3.11, which says, Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Slavery is super common in the culture that Paul is writing to and, and writing about and the culture that he's planting churches in. And Onesimus legally belongs to Philemon and he stole something, it's believed, from Philemon and then ran away. Then met Paul, became a Christian, and Paul sends him back, even though he's being really helpful for Paul. And Paul sends a letter to Philemon saying, not only should you forgive Onesimus any wrongdoing that he did to you, but you should also welcome him back into your household, but not welcome him back into your household as a slave, but as a brother. And that is extremely powerful, paradigm-shifting mm. challenge. Um, and it's about breaking down the walls. It's about breaking down the walls of race, of culture, of gender, of political affiliation, of... Uh, anything that, that separates us as people and being able to see that Christ is all and is in all. And um, it's an absolutely incredible letter because it's the practical outworking of, uh, of what Jesus has done for us. You know, he died for us all. And it's a practical challenge of what the Bible calls us to do. It calls us to be... Uh, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. And our neighbor is everybody. Mm. Our neighbor is, you know, challenging. Our neighbor is, you know, uh, I was listening to a preach by Tim Keller the other day, and I can't remember who he quoted or even what he said, but it was to the effect of, you know, the Bible talks about the neighbor so much because so much of uh, some of the most difficult people in our lives are the people we live right next door to. You know, they're the <laughs> noisy ones. They're the ones whose gardens don't look good and who encroach on us and have parties late at night. You know, they're the most challenging people to love often. Mm. But yeah, I mean, there's so much in there. I would love to unpack some of Paul's like incredible savviness in the way he like reasons and writes in love, but also like subtly puts in there that really philemon has to do this you know right. uh, there's so much in there paul's such a smart writer and he writes in such a powerful way but yeah i think just the most powerful thing is that you know this is countercultural, and it's completely applicable to us today because we live in a very divided world of a divided culture where are your walls who are the people that you just really struggle to see eye to eye with you know, what's separating you from other people? What culture is mm. it? Which race is it? Which gender is it? Which political affiliation is it? There should be no walls to those that we love and those that we are willing to treat like a brother and sister and share all with. So yeah, Philemon, I love it. It's amazing. Uh, go read it again after this podcast and uh, pray over it too because it's an incredible short letter any thoughts kieran mm, yeah no i love it man and uh, appreciate your thoughts on it you know i've been listening to a lot of stuff recently um uh talking a lot about uh paul 
and in particular his his uh, writing and, and mentions of slavery and you know mm-hmm. in a, in a 21st century context why you know people asking why didn't he do more to challenge that or sort of challenge that status mm-hmm. quo that existed at the time um and i i am not knowledgeable enough to get into all of the reasons why paul does or doesn't address what he addresses regarding slavery but I think in this mm. book, you know, in Philemon, we see an, a beautiful picture of, of Paul treating everyone as equals because yeah. they're made in the image of God and treating every believer as equals because, as an equal because uh, we are all one in Christ. And that is just such a beautiful mm. picture. And, and as you sort of uh, alluded to there, I, I think it's a... It's a, a massive uh, encouragement and also a big challenge to uh, the culture we live in today, which is very divided. And, you know, the it feels like the last five years or so in particular just seem to have been a real time of in, people entrenching in their divisions and, you know, politically and all of that, you know. Yeah. And, and as we all spend a lot of time online and have a lot more opportunities to get riled up about people who we disagree with, <laughs> um, mm. you know, it's so important to have these reminders, uh, that, uh, you know, um, that in, in, in Christ, we are one, those of us who are believers, but beyond that, even, you know, um, mm. every, every person has beauty and value, even if, like you said, uh, with our, with our neighbors, sometimes they, they wind us up, um, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, really uh, powerful and I think uh, timely reminder about, you know, the grace of God and, and how to extend that grace to others um, mm. out of the love that God has shown us. That's good, man. Appreciate your thoughts on that. And uh, yeah, I I could go on, but I won't this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thank you. Appreciate you uh, sharing that, man. It's good. I'll find you, Michael and Kieran, you and your Bible facts. Well, Michael, this is the end of this week's show. Uh, And I had a great time. Uh, I don't know about you, bud, but I I thoroughly enjoyed that one. And uh, thank you so much for uh, for hosting with me. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, Yeah. It's nice to be back uh, speaking to you again and nice to to be coming up with quizzes which aren't beating you. <laughs> but uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, it will happen again, I'm sure. There's still still a good few weeks left of this season for you to try and catch me out. Mm. So, And speaking That's of, right. next week uh, we're on to Hebrews, aren't we? Which is very exciting. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, we are. We so, are into Hebrews, and we're, and we're starting to. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> so I think uh, next week is Hebrews, and then going forward, after that, we'll start to get a wee bit more Christmassy in our. Well, I mean, you've already been bringing the Christmas cheer with your songs, so. Um, <laughs> but I will Cheers also after that be bringing some. Christmas uh, quizzes and other things. I've I've been saving up Christmas quiz ideas all year, so uh, I'm going to bring some some fun Christmas quizzes after uh, after the Hebrews week. So yeah. Well, I can't wait for the Holy Half Hour staff Christmas party. Uh, it was a blast last year. Oh yes, and uh, really was, looking forward to that. Uh, folks, we we so appreciate you listening, and uh, we hope you're excited for Christmas too, wherever you are. 
whatever uh, life is like for you at the moment. And um, hey, we'd, mm-hmm. uh, we'd love for you to join us next week. So we will see you then. And goodbye for now. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>